Once more, it is What's Involved and a special guest for you tonight. In fact, he's somebody we've had on the show before, but uh, so much has changed since I last spoke to him on the show. I thought we all need to find out what he's doing. So I did a little bit of stalking, managed to track him back down again. And uh, here he is. It's Robin Wheeler. How are you, Robin? I'm excellent. Thank you, David. So glad to be speaking to you. Uh, thanks for having me on your show again. Yeah, man, it's an absolute pleasure. The reason I wanted you on, on the show is is to talk about uh, uh, being yourself for a living and uh, your insights series of books. But before we get there, let's let's take a, a step back. Tell me a bit, little bit about Robin, because you've certainly done a bunch of stuff in your life. If I'm not mistaken, at one stage you were in a band as well. Yes, I've done all sorts, David. And if I remember, the last time we spoke was about um, – 20 months ago, and um, the main focus was my book at the time, Death is the Ultimate Orgasm. And you were quite taken by all the things that I've managed to do in my life. Um, and I found it quite affirming because one just, you know, lives and it's good to look back uh, now and again and see. And so much has happened since then. Um, the Insights books uh, coming out now, which I'm really excited about and I'll tell you about. But essentially what happened in March was I celebrated uh, my 25th anniversary of setting out on my own to what became Be Myself for a Living. I didn't quite have the terminology yet. It was 1996 and um, pre-millennium pre tension was, was thick in the air and everyone was excited and worried about this um, Y2K thing. And I had this epiphany coming from a corporate background with psychology and corporate human resources. So it was knowing people and knowing work. And I had this sense of where we were, where we were heading. And um, it, um, it just turned into my life's purpose. And um, I've been doing that for 25 years. And I've done all sorts of different things in that time, uh, all of which combine into me being myself for a living and being able to provide that service to other people. Okay, now it, it it flows off the tongue, and I mean, one of the other reasons I wanted to chat to you is that over the last while, and particularly with 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 last year, I've noticed this shift in people, in organisations, and and organisational culture towards people becoming more in touch, more in tune, more human. Yes. Um, yes. The concept that I've used before is is becoming human beings as opposed to human doings, right. uh, and and. Give me some clarity on being yourself for a living. I mean, one would think on the surface that, it, number one, as I said, it rolls off the tongue, but surely that's what we all do. Surely we are ourselves, or are we not ourselves? Well, exactly. Um, it does roll off the tongue, and it's a beautiful uh, catchphrase that really is truly profound. I mean, 25 years in, I'm still only beginning to, to fathom the depth of this um, this work that I'm doing. Um, and uh, I was chatting to someone recently who said to me, she, uh, she encountered my work a while ago and it all made sense and it looked logical, but then only when she was ready, did it start to slot for her. And she started to realize actually what being yourself for a living means. So it means whatever it means where you're at, it may mean something fairly unattainable or something quite um, utopian. It may seem like something, um, absolutely pressing when your life uh, kicks in and every other alternative um, shuts down and forces you to face yourself. It may be something that you 
um, are in stride with and are really enjoying. And it may be sort of the ultimate attainment for you. Um, it really is something that it's, it's, it's the human journey. And I, and I actually saved um, a quote for you um, that came up, you know, things, part of this new consciousness this being more aware that you're referring to, and, and we'll unpack that some more, is just being in tune with, with the moment, being in the now and, and letting synchronicity show you. So this quote came up and it's by Robert A. Johnson, who's a, he was a Jungian uh, psychologist and, and author in the 20th century. And he said, nothing will see us through the age we're entering, but consciousness. And that comes hard. We don't have a good modern myth yet, and we need one. Well, being yourself for a living is that myth that I bring to the world. It's um, an inner meaning. It's an inner archetype. It's an inner hero's journey that we all on, as you say, we can all step onto more consciously and more deliberately. And the more we do that, the more it comes to us. So it's, it's a modern myth for how to live in the new world that's, that's dawning now. Okay, that's very well put because that that is the thing. And as I said, you know, I, I kind of almost feel like uh, the the COVID pandemic has been that global wake up call. That you know, yes. I, I often say that uh, you know the, the 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 universe whispers to you in the beginning yeah. about things. Yes. And if you don't listen to the whispers, uh, then it, the whispers get louder. And if you still don't listen, eventually you get a smack upside the head. I think this yes. has almost been a global smack upside the head for, for COVID. What are your thoughts? No, I'm very much with you. As I said initially, um, I, um, I resisted all the whispers um, and the clubs, and it was eventually being absolutely incapacitated um, that – got me to listen to my heart and my soul. Before that, I was running around in my head, you know, like we all do and, and like we're all conditioned to do. So it's only when there's absolute crisis, usually that humanity, either in our individual and our collective um, capacities, stops and listens. So I went through that epiphany. And what my experience was, you know, I was so excited back then. And uh, then it started to get really hard, you know, and, um, I heard a quote by uh, Elon Musk quite recently, and he said, when you first start your, your business, you're the happiest person around. Then you spend a long time being very unhappy. <laughs> and if you survive, if you survive, which there's only a small chance of, um, which I, I dispute, but the point stands that it's a grueling journey, then you really love your business and you're very happy again. And I went through that myself where I found myself struggling to create something really from, from a much higher place. And um, so I found what happened in the last 20 years is that it's almost, if you think of plotting a graph, um, the x-axis is the amount of heat applied to a pot of water. It's basically uh, old grade eight um, physics. If you apply heat to a pot of water on the stove and you plot that heat on the x-axis and then you plot the temperature of that water on the y-axis, you get a gradient of one until you reach 100 degrees, at which point that pot keeps absorbing energy, but it doesn't get hotter. And then you have a phase change. You have a, a quantum leap. And to me, that's what the last 20 years have been. We've known that our lifestyles, our businesses, our mindsets have not been sustainable. We've been saying that we need to change, and we have been making some change, but it really took that build-up, number one, and then that shift uh, in 2020. I call it 2020. That's my collective description of what happened because there's so many different factors in there. And to me, now that we've 
faced that change. We've let go of the old and we are, we have the courage to embrace the new. This whole new world is here and, and it's just coming through at, at a rapid pace. Yeah, that's the thing that, that I've noticed as well is, is that, you know, if I look back to, to 2020, it was the longest, shortest year of my life. Um, and, and that is such a contradiction in terms I know, but it is. It, it, in the one on the one hand, it felt like it was never ever going to end, um, yes. and on the other, it it flew by. But you know, us like I suppose everybody else, just about in the world, um, suddenly ended up with everything that we thought we were going to do and everywhere we thought we were going to live wasn't going to happen. And I mean, now we, we joke about everybody becoming bakers and uh, the, the, the sourdough bread revolution and things like that. But it did, it, it, it woke a lot of us up. And I've noticed just in the people I chat to that, that a lot of them um, have, have changed their life journeys. I mean, I spoke to a lady, yeah. she's she just written a book, uh, Nikki Robotham. Um, and I had a chat to her about uh, her book is called Finding Flow. And she works for a massive big corporate. And um, during all of this, she was like, mm -mm, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, right. she's now out on, an, on another journey and a more spiritual journey. Um, so I'm trying to get to, to, to this, this sort of core of you know, being yourself for a living and, and, and exactly how we do that and what it is about. And as I said, you've written a bunch of books. We're going to get into those books uh, in just a little bit. It is What's Involved, my special guest, Robin Wheeler. And uh, we're talking about uh, being yourself for a living as well as a new trilogy of books uh, that Robin has just um released i need to get all of them still i really do i mean we've got to, we've got one or two but i want to get the whole series you know me i like collections uh the <laughs> latest books by the way are wiser insights freer insights and fuller insights we'll be back talking more with robin in just a bit this is what's involved great to have you along with us and we're back with my special guest author uh entrepreneur liver of life robin wheeler so i'm trying to get being yourself for a living. So what is yourself, Robin, that you are for a living? Well, as I've been on this journey, and it's 25 years formally that I have, but my whole life has been this journey. Um, myself, I would say, um, you know, if you took it sort of in a linear fashion, firstly, there's when you're not being yourself. So you, you mentioned that, that lady who was in the corporate world and has written that new book you look around and you realize that you've not been yourself. So sometimes yourself is defined by what you're not. Uh, and you realize that you're miserable and you need to make a change. So then, okay, then what would you do? So then it's, uh, I had a client yesterday. He's a, he's a leading management consultant. He's got three master's degrees and a doctorate, but he reached that point where he's in his early fifties and it's now time to do what I said to him. I mean, if he's, if he's works until he's 82, He's not even halfway through his adult career. So where some people might be thinking of early retirement. Other people are realizing, wow, I'm only just kicking in. But now what he wants to do is take his brand to a new level. And that requires the spiritual side of it, as you put it, asking what's, what's the core, what's the essence of what he does in himself and what his brand then depicts. So we all need to find that hero within and, and as I've come to realize over time, my brand, the Be Entrepreneuring brand or the Being Yourself for a Living brand is a hero's brand. 
Because if you face those challenges in your life, if you awaken spiritually, or if you do what this Robert Johnson says, which is enter into higher consciousness, that's about all sorts of things like facing your shadow, uh, integrating both sides of you, being able to um, be more conscious, to be able to hold space in yourself and in your relationships for, for transformation. The key word is transformation. It's not change. Change is more or less of the same. Um, transformation comes from a new place, and that's what we're all doing. So that question of who you are is actually a great um, spiritual starting point because who are you? If you can, you don't have to answer that. You just have to ask it, and then your life can be the answer. So I would say, you know, I've been on that journey of choosing to do what I'm good at, what I enjoy, what I love, what people get from me, what the world needs, and the alignment of my personal purpose with what the world needs. But then as I've traveled that journey, I've found out more and more deeply who I am. So, you know, you go through that awakening where you realize you're not your thoughts, you're not your emotions, you're not your body, you're that awareness that can observe those things. Um, and so you go on to that deeper, deeper sense of, of, of self, not the, the ego self, but the true self. And then you eventually reach a place where you're more or less um, just being. And because you've got your, your brand in place and your infrastructure in place and your relationships in place, just that being is actually an optimal state for you and your business. And that's what being yourself for a living so far comes to for me. <laughs> Okay, that that makes sense because I was I was having a chat to somebody the other day, and when I was when I was younger, um, for me it was all about the fame. I wanted fame, I wanted recognition, and yes. I wanted expensive toys, and I wanted to okay. be rich. And I got some of that, I think, I yeah. guess. But I was always there was something always inside of me that was wrong. I just didn't feel right. It was like I was this. Right spring that was just getting coiled tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Okay. Um, and the other day I was speaking to somebody and they, we were talking about it and we were talking about wealth, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know what? I quite literally these days consider myself one of the richest men around. There you go. Although I don't have money, but what I'm doing and, and how I'm doing is making me ridiculously happy. And you can't yes, you can't put a monetary value on that. And it's, it's also, to me, it's become like this non-attachment thing. It's like, yes. you know, whereas before it used to be the, the brand names that I, that I wore and the big fancy German motor cars, I, I just don't care about that anymore. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, and somebody said to me, but what if, and I'm like, well, what if, what if it all goes down yeah. in a handbasket tomorrow? It's fine. I'm, I don't You'll mind. Handle it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll be good. You know, and, and somebody said, but, you know, surely you're worried about this, that, and the next thing. And I'm like, strangely, and it was the first time I sat back and thought about it. And I was like, strangely, I'm not worried anymore. Yes. I don't so know now, what, so you know, I don't know what will happen, but I know something will happen. And that you can handle it. So, so firstly, is that that shift from an outer defined, outwardly defined sense of wealth. And that was your starting point, and it was all well and good. But as Jim Carrey says, he wishes everyone would get rich and famous so that you realize it doesn't fill that hole in your soul, you know. So then you carried on, and you had that um, experience as a background. Then you started to discover 
your detachment, your sense of self that can observe. And then you also discovered that whatever happens, you can respond to it intelligently in the moment. And and that's what awakening is, is, is being in the moment and being here now. And everything is forcing us to do that. You know, in the past, all the great masters, all the mystics said, live in the now, um, be here now, you know, and that all makes sense intellectually, but to actually make that existential shift often takes uh, courage, risk, um, work, um, hardship, uh, perceived hardship, because it's actually all opportunity. And so once you, one of the things I tell people, you've got to make that decision to go for it. You've got to agree to be yourself for a living, even though you don't know exactly how it looks, because that irreversible decision closes off all those trap doors. And it means that no matter what happens, you, you go forward, you don't go back. So there's a big step. And um, other steps are to start doing what you love. Uh, the journey you're on there, David, is just exactly spot on. And um, that, that place that you've reached is also characterized by love and joy and freedom and um, excitement, not by fear, not by harm avoidance, but by um, an inspired, an alignment with, with, with your higher self, if you like, or with, with where the world's going. And so you've, you've got great things there to teach people through your work. So you're not just um, a public figure who's entertaining. You've actually got depth and meaning to what you're doing. And that's, that's one of the reasons I'm so happy to be talking to you because be, this is a celebration for me of, of chatting to you again, of being on your show, of my, of my business being 25 years old, of my new books coming out. And um, this is the first interview of the campaign. So I'm so happy that it's with you, Dave. Oh, awesome. That's, that is such good news. But, you know, you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head there because for, for, for much of my time, I was a very angry person. I was angry. Right. I would lash out. And that was all yes. based on, on fear. Um, yes. And, you know, fear to me became false evidence appearing real. Um, or in, in, in ways that my mentor put it, F everything and run. Um, yes. And I was, I was quite good at that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing the changes, but I'm noticing it. And, and, and I think, as you said, is this awakening? I'm noticing it in more and more people. And I think part of that when you're on the journey is you become a whole lot more humble, but you also start yes. attracting more of those kind of people into your sphere, right. um, so which true. is fantastic. Now, Amongst the many things that you you do for a living, um, and in, including being yourself, uh, you're also a very very good author, and you've just Thank released you. now a trilogy. Because I remember saying to you, "Okay, when are the rest of the books coming out? There's got to be more." Yes, um, and you were like, um, uh, 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 and yes, suddenly, exactly. bang! He has three new ones: wiser insights, yes. freer insights, fuller insights. Talk to me about those. Let me tell you about those, David. Um, I've got 27. I'm on the 27th Insights book. Uh, so I've written nine trilogies effectively, and this is the third trilogy coming out. They came out one at a time, but I found that I, I, you know, writing them is a creative process. That's the, the author in me. Publishing them is a business, and that's a different time frame and a different set of parameters. So um, I found that I was writing two or three books a year and then only putting out one every two or three years. And that backlog started to weigh very heavily on me. So uh, that around that time that you're mentioning there, I decided, let me bring these things out more quickly. 
And um, so the new ones here, Wiser Insights was actually written in 2009. And then um, Freer and Fuller were both written in 2019. Um, so it's one, one old and two new. And um, I'm going to bring them out in threes from now on, because now that the world's here, now that the world's ready, um, it's about getting the, these hand, I call them handbooks for the new humanity. They're simple, easy to read, short insights, lots of white space, uh, nothing intimidating. Um, almost everyone who sees them says, oh, I love that formatting. And they be, they're little, slightly smaller than normal size books. So they're um, sort of handbooks. They go in your cubby hole or, or in, your, in your bag. And they're just really designed to be a companion to you. And if you want to just read one or dip into it, you can. If you want to read all 27, there's an odyssey there like no other. I've put my whole life, all of my love into these books. It's not just the content. It's the entire publishing process. And what's now made them available is that um, they're all on Take-A-Lot now for the first time. And you can just go to Take-A-Lot and get my books. And that's a breakthrough in, in the publishing world as well. So you just got to do what you, what's true to you and keep going. And it all, it all converges. Wonderful stuff. But Robert, I'd like to dive into each of these, these books a little bit more and just find out some of the things that uh, you're chatting about there. Let's do that yeah. when we come back. This is What's Involved. So good to have you along with us. Uh, my special guest is um, Robin from B. In be entrepreneuring and being yourself a living goodness me robin wheeler i don't know what's happening here uh, we'll be back in just a bit and we're back i've managed to put my false teeth correctly in this time so let's <laughs> hope we can hope we can get through this uh three books wiser insights freer insights fuller insights you said um you, you've got how how many of these books are out so far because i thought there was like only nine or so of them out already yes. how many are out they're nine out so the first three were 2007 was insights itself and then I, at that point i had no idea that it was going to be a series and then i actually wrote a sequel my dad died and i ended up writing to cope to process that and i wrote a sequel but then i felt it was a bit heavy and and i, I looked back years later and realized that wasn't the case but i shelved that one and I wrote a third one, which came out second, Further Insights, and then a, th a fourth one, third, which was Deeper Insights. And that came out in 2010, and that wrapped up the trilogy. Um, and I had a few more written. And then I discovered Thailand, and I fell in love with Thailand as a sort of a writer's dream retreat. And I just kept writing these books. And so I, I was bringing – then the, the next trilogy that came out also came out one at a time, Truer Insights. Um, then there were sexier insights and then bigger insights in 2016. And each of the books is, it's a very loose structure. It's just a series of insights. Some have 20, sorry, not 25, 55. Some have a hundred on average, they sort of 80 to 90 insights and they have a, a loose theme holding them together, like an arc uh, of the journey of the book. So, um, and editorially, I've kept them around those, the, the name of the book and the core theme. So truer is about being truer to yourself and um, removing all obstacles to that. And sexier is about um, how your, your creative energy is actually your key to super consciousness. And if your brand is sexy, it's magnetic and a bit of mischief and fun in there. So each one has, has a theme that, that it 
is held together loosely by, um, but otherwise they're just really reflections on life and all of the core things that you and I are talking about, um, but spoken in the moment and very accessible to people's lives, you know, where people are at and what they're processing themselves. And it's all about encouraging you to find the answers for yourself. It's not information from the outside. It's not the old way of doing things. It's showing you that you know and that you can and that you must and then inspiring you to do it. And I mean, the, the thing is, and you've, you've said this and I've encountered this. In fact, everybody I've spoken to that has got on this um, self-development, self-awareness journey has, has said unequivocally, it's not easy. It's not always yes. easy. Um, and you sometimes feel like you're not making any progress at all. Okay, You'd like, yeah, I, I sit and have long conversations where I use lots of four-letter words with the universe. Yes. And then afterwards, <laughs> you, you kind of wake up and you go, oh, okay. Oh, no, I was actually still yeah. growing and stuff like that. And I think yes. that's, where, that's where for people that are, are interested in this or, or wanting to, to go deeper, that's where I think your books come in because you can pick them up literally and, and just page through one randomly. And, yes. and suddenly there's a little nugget there and it'll kind of keep you going, give you that little boost. But talk to me exactly. about, about – um, because what's interesting to me is is the changes. I mean, you, you use yourself on, 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 on most of the books, but I mean, if I have a look at you from sort of 2016 onwards to now, you haven't changed a bit, um, <laughs> which must be the good life you're living now. But tell me about wiser insights. What, what are wiser insights? Well, wiser, um, Wiser was written in, in 2009, I think it was. Um, I don't remember all the details of all of these books, even though they're my children. Um, <laughs> you sometimes, you know, forget some details. Um, but that one was actually just before I um, brought out book three. Um, and I think it's about book eight, seven or eight in the series. And that's just really, it's, it captures where I was at at the time, which was a process of... Um, facing quite difficult things um you know one of the things in there um is is um you know like losing losing people in your life and having to face loss and having to make sense of it and what you just described there that sort of experience of sort of bumping up against your own limitations and then dealing with that frustration and sort of voicing it out there into the the universe and then coming back and realizing okay um, I've just get, I really am just getting past myself uh, most of the time, you know. And when people realize that, that they, wisdom is actually in alignment with something higher and it's in trusting um, the bigger picture, it's in trusting who you are, where you're at now, but knowing that that is um, unraveling and opening up so that you don't do anything self-limiting and, and um, self-sabotaging because you're constantly on this path of being given opportunities and, and being grateful for the hard stuff as much as you are, if not more than you are for the good stuff, because it's all part of the journey and gratitude is always a way of connecting with the higher. And this is what um, my books do. They, they're written from a higher place and they put you in touch with that higher place. So if you you know, struggling, all you got to do is open one, as you say, even if you just read one of the, the lines at the end, each insight is a, is a story. And then at the end, there's one line in bold italics. And that's, even if you just read that line, it puts you back in touch with yourself and your knowing 
and your journey. And it's really that that's why they're companions for people. Um, because we already know it, we already have it within us. We've just lived lives on um on lesser levels of, of vibration and frequency, and it's getting us in touch with who we really are. Wonderful. And it is. I mean, sometimes when you hit some of those those realizations or whatever, it can be scary. I mean, you know, chatting to to Nikki Nikki Robotham the other day as well. Um, you know, she's she's like I said, with a big, big corporate, very, very successful. And to suddenly find out that that's, you know, you've been climbing the ladder and you get there to the top and you realize the ladder's been leaning against the wrong building. That can be scary. Um, and and, and to, take, to take this plunge, this this leap of faith is, uh, is, is a big thing. Now, Freer Insights of, of the books that you've published so far, suddenly Freer Insights has got a different photo uh, on yes. the front cover at, uh, of a much younger Robin, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so let me tell you a bit about um, the first Insights book came out uh, in 2007 and it had, um, the, the photographer I used had a great idea and we, in the darkroom, I wrote the word Insights um, with, with, with a torch and he um, captured the, the, the letters and I edited them together into the word Insights on a black background. But when that came out, I realized that that didn't serve it from a marketing point of view. So the distributor I was working with at the time gave me a great idea. He said, put your face on the cover. So that means that, you know, when people encounter the book, they encounter me and my brand. So I worked with that and I realized that um, my writing, the books are like albums. I'm, I'm a musician um, at heart and as part of my repertoire, like you said, been in bands and done well been a rock star, you know, <laughs> like you, you know, you get, you get those things you were looking for. And um, I just, when, when you read a book, David, normally you read it and you put it away. I wanted yeah. my books to be part of your life, like your favorite albums. You listen to that album many, many times um, over your lifetime. And so the books ended up looking like albums. They sort of almost squarish and, you know, musicians, you know, whether it's your favorite Bruce Springsteen or George Michael, they, they have themselves on the front. So that started happening. And then I realized that that gave me a whole theme to work with. So that's how things progressed. And then book two, when I put book three out, I needed to reissue book one so that the trilogy was in keeping. And that's just how it progressed. So each one's got a picture of me on the front with a different look and a different feel suited to the, the theme. Freer Insights is a photo of me. I would have been... My sister, my dear sister would have been just born. So that would have been uh, early 1972. So I would have been about three going on four. And it was a photograph taken by my dear deceased father in our first home. And I stumbled upon it going through some old um, slides here at home. And it just really struck me as um, a sense of um, like a, a quality that I had as a child that I've actually just kept going you know i think it was picasso who said you know the successful adult is the one who's managed to remain a child that's the, the artist so it refers to that and the freedom of being free as in being the person you were born as before you were conditioned before you were domesticated before you were talked out of your dreams you know the free you the one that knows and the one that's had the courage to stick to it 
Mm, I always say it's, it's, you know, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. So that's um, right. <laughs> some people say you go for a second childhood. I keep saying to people, I haven't finished with my first one yet. Yeah, you've still um, on the first. <laughs> exactly. We are chatting to Robin Wheeler, my special guest on what's involved. Uh, we'll be back wrapping it up with Robin in just a bit. And we're back. Robin Wheeler is my special guest. What's involved? Great to have you along with us. And uh, as I said, wrapping it up. Now, you mentioned that there is, you've got nine books at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But, but you say there's a total of how many that are going to be in the series? 20, I'm writing the 27th. So I can safely say that so far, 27. There may be more, but uh, th th those will come out in the next few years. Um, Okay, so That's so you my, my plan. Okay, so you have relaunched the first six plus the the, yes. the three new ones, so to speak. Yes. Um, all of those available on Take a Lot. Yes, and the the first six have all got chapters looking back. So I've reissued them looking back and uh, sharing perspectives. So that's part of the big whole picture coming together. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say to you, David. You know, as we sort of head towards the end of our our, our chat, uh, which we could really carry on with for days. Um, what's involved is being yourself for a living is what you were born to do. And being yourself for a living is what the world now insists that you do. In that corporate environment that you were talking about, there's a shift from business being about money and being grotesquely inhumane. You're either exploiting the environment or exploiting people or exploiting um, the market, uh, that model has expired. And the new is to be human. Uh, that's what's been missing. And that's what people need. And that's what business needs. That's what the world needs. So bringing that humanity to your work uh, in the corporate world is your life's purpose. And if it's to set out on your own and do something else, that's your calling. And so to answer that inner calling and to respond to the world's pressing needs is an awakening that um, leads to your personal joy and fulfillment and wealth the way you described it and beyond. And it is what we are here to do. And what's involved in that is understanding the change, number one, agreeing to do it, setting out on the path, uh, growing in intelligence and wisdom and consciousness, being of service to other people, exploring your talents, being the radio presenter, being the entrepreneur, being the writer, being the musician, going for art classes, doing all the things that you love, being back to being a child and constantly reinventing that service because we're evolving at this logarithmic rate and constantly evolving and reinventing yourself and living the dream. And the time is here. That's what's involved. Oh, wonderful stuff. Now that's um, some... <laughs> That definitely comes from, from the higher consciousness there, Robin. So uh, brilliant Thanks. stuff. Now, if, if somebody's listening and, and they're battling with this and they go, okay, and I hear what you're saying and I know about the books, get the books, okay? So, so is Take A Lot the only place where we can get the books at the moment? Or can we yes, get them directly you from you? Um, it's the place. It's my retail platform of choice. And um, if we had more time, I would explain why. But, um, you know, um, you can get them from me. Um, that's not the most efficient way, but that can happen if, if you see me at an event or something. But the real thing is that the way publishing has changed, um, you can't really go into a bookshop and find your favorite authors, all 10 books. 
Uh, I've got mm. 13 books out now. You can't get that because retail, traditional retail works on an old model. Um, even the big names, you, you won't find more than one or two of their books. Whereas here on Take A Lot, I've got everything. Um, and that's because of, a, of a, an innovation in the, in the publishing industry, which makes it possible. So for me, it also works because I can just say to people, that's where you get them. Uh, they delivered in a few days, uh, free if you buy more than two books. It's actually brilliant. And it's really good for me to be able that the key thing for me, David, has been to these books are not just written by me. They are created by me. And that's a gesture to you um, where in the same way as Steve Jobs said, you know, design was his priority and he would not compromise. I've not compromised. I've not signed anything away. I've stuck to it through thick and thin to bring you the books on my terms. And when you get them, they bristle with that energy. And that's the hero in, in, the, in the being yourself for a living brand. That's the hero that we're all um, growing into because uh, we all have this inner myth of what we call to do, the challenge of following that calling, of taking the leaps of faith, of sticking to it, of making it work on the practical plane of attracting the right community, letting go of the old, all of that hero's journey is about finding these elixirs of life and bringing them back to the community by being of service. And that, that is the journey that, that it's all about. That's what I'm sharing with everybody through my books and all of my work. Awesome. Okay. So takealot.com, just look up Robin Wheeler. All the books are there. But now if the books are not enough, Robin, do you still offer um, your... Do we say coaching? Do we say consulting? Yes. Um, let's yes. use those words for now because I think it's so much more that, that, that what you do. But is somebody able to get, get hold of you and go, Robin, I need help? Yes. So all of those things, David, and I've explored all of them. I've done them predominantly, and then they've sort of backed down into fitting into balance. So I've got my books for one thing. Then I've got uh, speaking, speaking to companies, I've got a, a management consulting tool, which is an innovation in, in the market where I take companies through this change, this transformation, and we write a book together. Um, I've, I still do some coaching. I had a client yesterday afternoon. Um, my vision is to put all of this on television, uh, not television in the old traditional sense, but in the new in reinvented form. Um, I've got my music that I still want to do lots more of. So people will be able to get, instead of me just having one coaching client, there'll be a TV show that actually shows it for, for, for everyone to see. But I'm definitely available to help through coaching, through speaking, through consulting. And I'm open. I'm ready to help you. Wonderful stuff. Now, where, where would we go to get hold of you? I think the social media are just the best, David. They really work these days. Um, you know, even your website isn't so so needed um, because everything's interactive on social media. So just look me up. I'm on Facebook all the time. Um, any of the others, um, Robin Wheeler or Robin Wheeler One, and you'll find me and then just get in touch. Okay. So Robin Wheeler or Robin Wheeler One. Um, are yeah. you like me, still a bit old fashioned and you, you say you hang out on Facebook? LinkedIn, you're big on as well. <laughs> so, so LinkedIn, I'm on, yes. Yeah, I still haven't gotten myself to even face the concept of TikTok yet. But anyway, uh, that's a story for another day. Uh, yes. Robin, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you, mate. Um, when when is the next trilogy coming out? Then are we going to have to wait to, until next year for the next uh, next three books? I think I've already got them edited, um, so they lined up. 
These three actually were scheduled for last year, but they were postponed as a result of initially uh, one of my corporate fully booked books was taking precedence. And uh, um, and then uh, the whole lockdown kicked in. So um, they're actually 2020 editions that are, are finally getting their, their day. And so the next three are lined up. Um, I'm not sure that I'll get them out this year. As you said, time isn't what it used to be. But if not later this year, certainly early next year. And um, I'm going to just keep them coming. So th there's, there's more than enough for everyone. It really, really is a, a treasure trove of, of goodness. That It's my life's work. And it's just such, such a great, a profound joy to be sharing it and, and feeling that it's all working now. That's the, that's the big thing. It's been years of, of it working to some degree. But it really is just like the floods get, floodgates have opened and being yourself for a living has arrived. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I would agree with you. Robin, thank you so much. Um, thank I know you, David. I know that you are busy being, so uh, I appreciate you taking the time out and you must have yourself a fantastic day. So, so happy to be on your show. Really appreciate it too. And bless you, David. There we go. That wraps it up for this edition of What's Involved. My special guest there, Robin Wheeler. Remember, check him out on social media. Otherwise, get all the books on uh, takealot.com. Uh, to each and every one of you, take care of yourselves, look after yourselves, and thank you for listening.